Who dat, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Who Dat Dish podcast. Another week, another big game for our New Orleans Saints. Today we are here to break down everything you need to know surrounding Sunday's matchup between the Saints and the Jaguars, which will be the first of two road games in a row for New Orleans. As always, I'm your host, Dayton Brown, joined by my OG co-host, Tyler Raymond. We just got done recording our review episode for the Saints win over Tampa Bay, and we will now dive into their next obstacle. Uh, Tyler, how, are you feeling pretty confident for the Sunday? I mean, uh, Jaguars, even though they are also playing with their backup quarterback, which we'll talk a bunch uh, later on this episode, and they're 2-3 and three so far this season, uh, they're no slouch of a team, or, and, it, and it's on the road. Uh, are you still confident going into Sunday after what you uh, saw the team do against Tampa Bay and even the week before against um, uh, the Cowboys? Yeah, uh, well, very first, uh, first thing I say, Saints fans, if you are listening to my voice right now, please, please, if you haven't already, go listen to the amazing episode we just recorded. You don't want to miss it. Believe me, it's a great episode. We talk about stats, information, everything you need to know about that win, and hopefully this would be a win too. But, um, yeah, it's funny. You know, you would think that when another team has a backup quarterback in, you would think it would be a lot easier game, right? No, but unfortunately, uh, Minshew, the mustache man hype, um, that's why I call him the mustache man, because I always forget his name, because um, he's a backup. But, um, like, it, it's really weird. Like, the Jaguars kind of have a team, you know? They've got a solid running back, like a solid defense when it wants to play, you know? They've got drama with Ramsey, but then they've got the hype with Minshew, and it's just like, it's a really weird team. Uh, it's funny, too, because tomorrow, we're recording this on a Thursday, tomorrow's Friday, my dad and I are going to a local casino, I'm going to put some money down on the Saints, The the we'll go. talk about it later, too, but the over-under is only, like, one, one and a half points, so the betting lights don't know who's going to win this game, and I don't know either, I, I obviously always want to say the Saints, but should be an exciting game, though, you know? Yeah, I was really expecting the Saints to be favored in this game, but yeah, right now they're they're one-point underdogs, according to know the betting odds and whatnot uh and we'll get to that a little bit later too but yeah this is going to be a good game um even though again both teams are playing with their backup quarterbacks both quarterbacks have thrived um we were just going going over Minshew's stats before the um before the episode two nine touchdowns only one interception on the year um over 1300 passing yards efficient guy um and even though that offensive line for the Jaguars is is not very good their offense is still able to create a lot of opportunities for Minshew so I really like the play he's had so far. And also, he did go to Washington State University, which is about five hours northeast of where I live. Same college my brother is going to right now. Uh, shout so, out. Little shout out right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool stuff. Local guy. It's always always nice to see that going down. But, um, yeah, let's, let's actually just jump, jump right into it. Um, Jaguars are 2-3 and three on the season, third in the AFC South. The Saints are 4-1 and one on the season, first in the NFC South. Um, and, of course, last week... The Saints had a 31-24 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the Dome. Um, the Jaguars are on the road uh, in Carolina taking on the Saints rivals, the Panthers, and they ended up having a shootout battle, which came down to the final play, but they did end up losing 34-27. to And um, head-to-head history for these guys. They've only played six total times. Uh, oh. Granted, that's because the Jaguars have only been in the league since 1996. 
So um, they played each other twice in the 90s, once in 1996 and once in 1999. Uh, very first game was a win by the Saints, 17-13. to Then the Jaguars blew out the Saints in 99, the, the year the Saints weren't too great, 41-23. Uh, um, in 2003, the Jaguars won 20-19, and that was the last time the Jaguars beat the Saints. Last three games, one was in 07, one was in 2011, and the most recent one was uh, back two days after Christmas in 2015. Uh, the Saints won all of those games, and they won them uh, by a combined uh, 41 points. Um, and back in 2015, of course, most recent game, um, it was a battle between Blake Bortles and Drew Brees, which the Saints ended up winning 38-27. to Brees went 30... Uh, Breeze was 25 of 36 for 412 yards and three touchdowns. Blake Bortles was 27 of 35 for 368 yards, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Tim mm-hmm. Hightower led the team in rushing. 27 <laughs> carries, Flashback. 122 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, and Brandon Cooks led the team in receiving with uh, five catches for 123 yards and a touchdown. So a very different team back then for the Saints, obviously. Um, and that was the season they finished 7-9. I believe that was the second of three in a row where they finished 7-9. Um... And that was the last time these two teams played, so it's been almost four years since these teams have played. And that game was also in New Orleans. The last time these teams played um, in Jacksonville was back in 2011, which the Saints won 23-10, which was another Drew Brees versus... uh, Oh, this was actually Drew Brees against Blaine Gabbert. Um, Wow, the... the, the, uh, Jaguars quarterback Mm -hmm. history has just been absolutely wild, man. Just crazy to look upon. Um, So that's the team head-to-head history. Not too much substance, but the Saints obviously have fairly dominated. They they lead the series four to two. Um, injury report for the Saints is actually looking nice uh, because the only players who were uh, did not practice Drew Brees. Of course, we know that he probably won't be back until the Arizona week. If not, it'll be after the bye. Um, and Traquan Smith did not practice. He's still dealing with an, with an ankle injury. Um, and then I think we need to, I don't know if, could you check real quick, Tyler, while I'm reading off everything else? Could you see if there's an injury report out for today on Thursday? Let's see. Um, yeah, I'll check which, right now. By the way, guys, you're listening to this most likely on Friday. Uh, this is, this episode's dropping on Friday. We're recording it on Thursday. So if any, um, injury things change or anything about the game changes, follow check us on Twitter. Twitter at the WDD podcast, and we'll update you guys with everything. Um, you also follow myself at Dayton underscore Brown underscore and follow Follow Tyler at Raymond Tyler M. Um, Thank you. And is there any anything for today yet um, that you can find? Nothing's coming up yet. Okay. The last one was just actually. Wait, let's see. I mean, it's probably um, the same as as yesterday, right? It's probably going to be Smith. Yeah. Smith most likely will be out. Drew Brees is going to be out. Trey Hendrickson was limited with a with a neck injury, but sounds like he most likely will be able to go. It looks like uh, Hendrickson might play, but it's the same thing as yesterday. Okay. Cool. And then for the yeah, Jaguars, it stinks with that killer ankle injury to Traquan Smith. You know, yeah. it's really killing him. Yeah, it is. It's unfortunate. He, he did play last week, though, but obviously very limited. Limited, yeah. Uh, Jaguars had non-injury designation for uh, Brandon Linder, their center, um, and then Calais Campbell was also limited. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, DJ Hayden, two of their cornerbacks, Rodney Henderson, their safety, and defensive end. Uh, Lorente McCray were all limited, and rookie tight end Josh Oliver with hamstring was also limited uh, as well. So it uh, doesn't look like they have too many injury concerns right now. Uh, neither do the Saints, really. Sounds like Brandon Linder, um, who I'm pretty sure is their 
uh, yeah, he's their starting center, but it's not like he's going to be good. I, I bet you it was just like a veteran off day or something for him. Uh, I don't think there's anything too concerned. So looks like both of these teams are going to be just about fully um, uh, healthy going into Sunday's game. Um, and <laughs> by the way, Tyler, <laughs> you'll love this. I'm on the uh, Jaguars uh, website right now looking at their depth chart. Uh, and the <laughs> the banner at the very top of the page is Minshew Mania Mini Pack. So you get oh my you, get, you get two tickets to the you, or you get a ticket to the Saints game, you get a ticket to the Jets game, and then it, it, it says it includes the Minshew Essentials, which is a bandana, a fake mustache, and and you <laughs> get a photo with uh, on the field with your gear on. So that's cool. Um, I, I yeah, I think that that's cool. Uh, I know how much you uh, uh, think the mustache thing is is just silly and and. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Do that with Teddy with the teddy bear. Yeah, there you go, the teddy bear, the teddy bear uh, wallpaper that the Saints tweeted out. Yeah, I love that. That was incredible, man. I really need to make that my um my wallpaper. I like that a lot. But yeah, depth chart. We don't know the depth chart for the Saints. Hasn't really changed throughout the season. For the Jaguar, their offense is actually besides their offensive line, they are really, really solid. One of the best, especially what we've seen transpire this season. One of the best uh, collection of offensive talent here. So obviously, you got Minshew there at quarterback with. uh, uh, Nick Foles being out with a uh, injury. Joshua Dobbs is Minshew's backup right now. You have Leonard Fournette in the backfield, and then with him, rookie Rykel Armstead. And then also back there is uh, Divino Zigbo, who the Jaguars picked up off of waivers. Um, James O'Shaughnessy is their starting tight end. Um, their starting wide receivers are D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Chark, and Marquise Lee. D.J. Chark, of course, went off. Uh, last week against uh, Carolina for two touchdowns. Yeah, he's had a solid year. You also have Chris Conley uh, there at wide receiver for the – and Keelan Cole, Cole who was uh, their number two wide receiver in Jacksonville a couple years ago, and he has slowly kind of slipped down to the depth chart. Um, and then you also f- uh, have uh, Jeff Swaim as their uh, other tight end. They like to run a lot of two tight end sets. Um, and then for their offensive line, you got Cam Robinson – at left tackle, Andrew Norwell at left guard, Brandon Linder, I mentioned at center. Um, you have AJ Cannon and Will Richardson alternating there at right guard, and then at right tackle, you have Jawan Taylor, the rookie who they drafted. Got a steal, but still, their their offensive line needs a lot of work. It's going to get better throughout the years, but right now it is mediocre, Man, I would cool. say. Pedestrian. It, it's not terrible. Yeah. It's not terrible. It didn't look too great last week. It's exploitable. It's not terrible. It's Yeah, it's exploitable. We'll, we'll see how we'll see how exploitable it is with, with this great Saints defensive line. So, on defense, for the Jaguars, uh, they have Yannick Ngoku. Man, I always butcher his name, and I'm sorry, but <laughs> great right. player at defensive end there uh, with Clayus Campbell on the other side. You also have Josh Allen, the seventh overall pick um, mm-hmm. out of Kentucky. I like his game a whole lot. Uh, Avery Jones and Marcel Darius, another former top ten pick, are, are inside there for the Jaguars. Uh, with Taven Bryan, another former first-round pick, backing up Darius on the inside. They like to run a so they run a four three. Their three linebacker set is uh, Quincy Williams, Miles Jack, and Leon Jacobs. Um, Miles Jack is real good. Miles Jack is really good. Yeah, he's one of the better middle linebackers in the league. And then their cornerback, their their secondary is really solid. Of course, they have Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boye at cornerback. Even though, of course, you know uh, Ramsey wants to be um, traded still to this day. Sounds like he's going to be playing. Um, then you have Jared Wilson and Ronnie Harrison there as free safety and strong safety. And DJ Hayden is one of their notable backup cornerbacks there. Another former first-round pick. And then you also have Josh Lambeau um, as their kicker, one of the one of the better kickers in the game, I'd say. He, he's been one of the more consistent guys throughout the past few years. 
Um, so that's the depth chart for the Jaguars. Again, we already kind of know the depth chart there for the Saints. Um, anybody you're really worried about, Tyler? Actually, let's talk yeah. about Leonard Fournette and DJ Chark. I think mm-hmm. those, those guys may give the Saints some trouble, uh, both former LSU guys, LSU standouts. Um, Leonard Fournette, I, I will probably talk about this later, but I know you really want a big emphasis on limiting Leonard Fournette because yeah. he can go off at any point. He's a downhill runner. He's explosive. He can break tackles. Obviously, he's not very fast, but you know, breaking tackles and, and getting out of uh, getting through holes and in and out of holes that can kill the Saints too. Um, so yeah, Chark and Fournette, those are the guys we're going to have to keep our eyes on, right? This Sunday, those are, those are kind of the two most important dudes. Well, for me, so there's nothing I keep on saying on Twitter every week. I've seen the storyline. It's it's an underrated storyline, but it's something to talk about. It's it's the Saints haven't allowed a single sure they've allowed at times maybe by a committee or in total more than 100 yards but the Saints rushing defense in 30 plus games have not allowed one single running back to rush for 100 yards or more and that that dates back I think like over two years now where the Saints have really cleaned up their act they've been really committed to stopping the run first and that goes really to say a lot this year or this season this season this week I mean mm-hmm. When you have a very solid running back, reminds me of Mark Ingram. He can just plow through a hole and knock people out. Um, and, and then they have a rookie quarterback, too. So I think if you can really limit the production of Leonard Fournette, you really make this team one-dimensional. W- with the way the Saints secondary has been playing, with Lattimore, especially Apple, stepping up, I think the Saints game plan, at least if I was in there, would be to limit Fournette and see just how much Minshew could, if he actually could, beat you. With the passing attack. But really quick, right. though, I I think uh, depending on how much Michael Thomas is involved this week, I kind of want to put the focus on Boye and Ramsey because Ramsey's going to be back now, hasn't played in a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, could he be? Could he have a slow start? He's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Could he pick up right where he left off? We Ramsey is a very aggressive, physical, like, you know my name and you know I will most likely beat you kind of corner. But Michael Thomas is a very aggressive, all about single possessions, great hands kind of receiver. Like, I will flex on you when I make a catch over you kind of guy. Right. So that's going to be a really good battle. But the thing is, so like, if the corners are really stepping up for Jacksonville this week, I think we should really rely on what Carolina did last week. Be Camara, man. Yeah. That That's going to be that's gonna be the points this week. But... What were you thinking though about all these matchups? No, I'm and yeah, Christian McCaffrey last week for the Panthers against the Jaguars had over 200 yards of scrimmage, few touchdowns there. But yeah, no, uh, the matchups are going to be so our our linebackers and defensive line against Fournette. That's really going to be the can't let him get to the second level because once he does, I mean, then he has a full head of steam. That's where Fournette can kill you. He's like a um, bull. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he really is. He's a downhill runner, uh, able to lower his shoulder, make some space for himself. Um, yeah, I, I still like his game to this day, even though he has struggled, um, since being drafted fourth overall after his rookie season. Um, but he, he's, he's, he's still showing that he can be a number one rusher on this team. Um, and behind him, Reckwell Armstead has not really impressed a whole lot this season. Again, he's a rookie. Um, they don't have a lot of depth there at running back. So if we can limit Fournette, their options are going to be placed solely on essentially Minshew. So, um, and that's good. You, you always want to get a rookie quarterback in that situation against such a veteran, um, and well put together defense that the Saints have. So I think that that's that's really important, and I'm glad that we hit on that first because yeah. a lot of the talk is about Minshew. But I mean, the running game could absolutely kill us if we're not careful. So the Saints really need to focus on that. Um, yeah. I want to get into the 
per game stats. I actually really like going over this. So throughout, Me too. I love throughout it. Throughout the uh, NFL season so far, these are the per game stats. Uh, we'll do offense first um, for each of these teams and how they rank compared to the rest of the NFL. So on offense, passing yards per game, Saints are 16th, averaging 244 per game. Jaguars are 10th, averaging low over 10 more, 254.6. Um, running, Saints are 20th, averaging 104.4 rushing yards per game. Jaguars are 8th. They average 138 oh. rushing yards per game. So that tells you quite a bit. Um, total yards per game, Saints are 20th at 348.4. Jaguars are 6th at 392.6. So even though the Jaguars are 14 spots above us, um, they only have only average 44 more yards per game than us. So it's it's not like it's a total um, huge yeah. gap between the two. But it is, it is significant. It does show that the Jaguars have had a little bit more explosion so far this season um but also the saints have played a little bit better teams overall so um that speaks to it for turnovers the saints are tied fifth they've they only have five turnovers on the year one fumble four interceptions uh jaguars are tied 10th with six they have five fumbles and one interception um so almost total opposite of the saints sacks given up saints are tied for seventh in the league they've only given up eight so far this year jaguars are tied for 16th they've given up 12 sacks so far this year so and and not to mention they gave up I think four alone last game against Carolina, including yeah. two fumbles by Gardner Minshew. So I think looking at this, our defensive line should definitely be hungry um, because not only are they going to need to prove themselves as a, a again as a great run stopping defense, they've already done it against uh, Dallas. Uh, they did it pretty well against Seattle as well, stopping last year's number one rushing attack, um, and of course the sacks. Saints are coming off a six-sack game, their second of the year, uh, and the Jaguars are coming off giving up, you know, uh, almost that same amount last week against a division rival. So this defensive line should be licking their lips right now, Tyler. Yeah. They, they should be hungry. And I know, they, I know they are hungry. They're always hungry. But they should be even more uh, willing to go out there and just get after the ball. Whoever has the ball in their hands, they just need to get after them. Um, but, yeah, yeah, these stats, the Saints, Saints are pretty darn good on offense, but the numbers don't really reflect yet. Um, yeah. I expect that to change a little bit after Sunday. Um, I expect them to move up the chains even more. But they have been moving up consistently um, throughout the past few weeks. Um, but I don't know. It just seems – is it just me? I, I feel like the – on paper, stats of yeah. the Saints don't really reflect how well they've been playing this year. No, I agree. You know, I think we mentioned uh, a couple weeks ago that the whole kind of switch between Drew and Teddy kind of threw, I think, things off a bit. And then, you know – <laughs> I mean, it's kind of an excuse, but I still like to mention it. You know, when you have a different quarterback in there, uh, Drew Brees has known Michael Thomas for years now, Alvin Kamara for a little bit. The offensive line, although they're still young, have experience with Drew, how he has limited mobility and is more known for being an accurate passer. And when when all of this happens and you throw a new quarterback in there, it's all new adjusting. So I think it comes down to just having a new quarterback in there and trying to still dominate, you know, and the way they play is a little different. But, you know, I, I agree with you, though. I think this team is still getting used to things. You know, last week was the real first week that Teddy really opened things up for the offense. So we'll have to see what their approach is this week and how they how, how they hopefully dominate. But I, I would sure. like to think that, this week, they the stats really changed for the better for them, though. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, it's going to be uh, important for Sean Rankins, Malcolm Brown, David Onyemata to get going because the weakness for the Jaguars is on the interior of that offensive line. Andrew Norwell has struggled a lot. 
Um, and of course, uh, uh, we've talked about Linder early, earlier that the center, even though he is a veteran, again, struggled a little bit last week against the Panthers. So, yeah. Um, and also, the Jaguars like to throw out a lot of cut blocks on the outside. You can't do that against somebody athletic like Cam Jordan and Marcus Davenport. They're they're going to get right to you. Yeah, um, they're so very that happen- disruptive. If that happens again, if, if they try to throw out some cut blocks, then Minshew's going to be in trouble. Defensively, here's how each team ranks and their totals on the year or averages on the year. Passing yards per game, Saints defense is 19th. They only sacrifice, or I shouldn't say only, but they sacrifice 255 yards per game. The Jaguars are 18th, sacrificing 245.4 yards per game, so uh, right next to each other. Rushing yards per game, this is where the the, the difference kind of comes in. The Saints are 16th only sacrificing 108.4 yards per game, which is 20 more yards than they sacrificed last year per game, but we still have a lot of season to go. Uh, Jaguars are 25th. They sacrifice over 136 yards of rushing per game. Shout out Alvin Kamara. Shout out uh, Latavius Murray. You guys know what to do. Total yards per yeah, game. Right. Saints defense is 19th, 263.4. Jaguars are 24th at 382 yards per game they give up, which is pretty crazy. Um, scoring. Again, the Saints should be higher on this list if they weren't giving up so many garbage touchdowns um, and some blowout games. They are 17th, giving up 23.2 points per game. The Jaguars are tied 18th, giving up uh, a little little over 23.5 points per game. Takeaways, the Saints are tied 23rd. They've only uh, taken the ball away six times, four fumbles and two interceptions. Not as bad as the Jaguars, though. They are tied with Miami Worst in the league, they only have two takeaways on defense. One fumble, one interception. Wow. They've not been able to create opportunities for their offense. Part of the reason they're 2-3. and three. Um, And the Saints, I really hope. Because a lot of times when, when we look at stats like this, the Saints end up being the first team of the year to you know do what that defense has not been able to do. It yeah, can, right. And hopefully knock on wood. Hopefully it's not a case where you know the Saints are uh, the team that has – you know, two or three turnovers in the game. I really don't want that to happen. Um, sacks, both teams are tied sixth. Uh, they each have 16 sacks on the year on defense for both teams. Very impressive there. Um, and, of course, both teams have invested a lot in both of their defensive lines. Of course, you got Calais Campbell, Marcel Darius there. Uh, Josh Allen and Taven Bryant spent a couple of first-round picks on them. Uh, the Saints have Davenport and Jordan, two first-round picks. Rankins is a first-round pick. David Onyemata is, a, you know, Pro Bowl. Malcolm Brown's first round. Malcolm pick. Brown's a former first round pick. Mario Edwards Jr. was an offseason signing. I mean, yeah, come on. We're loaded. That's these, all de- that these, these defensive fronts are 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 really really nice. Um, yeah. So looking at that, I mean, both defenses are just kind of mediocre, especially the Jaguars. But they are getting Jalen Ramsey back, um, so that that could change something. But yeah, I really hope the Saints don't uh, flunder and give up some takeaways, no. man. I don't want that to happen. I'm scared. <laughs> you want me to tell you what I'm thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you thinking okay. after those? So based on what I've seen and why I've been thinking about it, the Saints offense is solid. But I think on both sides of the field, I think I may be a little biased too because I'm a fan and an analyst. I try to be. But I think the defense, like you mentioned, gives up garbage yards and points. But at the same time, they have a very good model of you know bend or flex but don't break. So I think it's sometimes, too, they're really, really good in the run zone. But, alas, I digress. The Saints offense is good. The Saints defense is good. The, the stats do not represent how good they are. I think the uh, by looking at the rushing uh, offense for the Jaguars, they heavily rely on Leonard Fournette. If we limit Fournette, they'll be relying on a rookie 
uh, for this year to come in and win a game versus a very stout defense and a very solid veteran quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. And then on their their defense, they're not the Jaguars' defense isn't forcing turnovers. They're just getting sacks. And the Saints' offensive line is very good when it chooses to be. So I think I think if everything goes the Saints' way, it can almost be really one-sided if you think about it. Because if you limit Leonard Fournette, Minshew doesn't do enough to put up points. The the Jaguars' defense, besides sacks, but the offensive line is good, will t- nullify that doesn't get enough turnovers to get the ball back to Minshew, I think the Saints can really clean up and really dominate a 2-3 and three team that by rights probably shouldn't really even have any hype behind it, you know? Right, right. 100%. So that's just my thoughts. Yeah. I want to hear yours, man. No, for sure. I mean, um, I definitely think the Saints have the upper hand here on defense, even though, I mean, both teams are kind of a middle of the pack when it comes to these stats, but... Saints have given up some just garbage time uh, touchdowns and yards. So if, you know, you negate those, the Saints defense is looking even better. Um, You know, they limited a team who had scored 55, a franchise record 55 points the week before to 24. Um, And really it should have been 17, like I mentioned. So that's impressive in and of itself. You're able to limit the Seahawks offense, which has been really good, um, to pretty much a one-dimensional team um, a couple of weeks before. And then the Cowboys only scored 10 points. When, when yeah. the week before they had scored 31. So I think that this defense is actually going to be solid against yeah, these Jaguars. They're going to be able to exploit a lot, but the offense just needs to take care of the ball. They need to keep the I, – I would still love to see the offense take many more snaps. But I, I, if it comes down to a place where – a situation where our defense has to really step up, I feel confident that they will be able to. Um, they saw this offense, but I'm still impressed with the Jaguars' offense. Tell you what, now their defense going up against our offense, it's gonna be a mixed bag. I'm not sure how well Jalen Ramsey will do. Um, yeah. let's actually talk about that, that road. That's my first matchup I want to discuss. So it's gonna be our secondary will be tested. So will their secondary, right? They got Garner Minshew's a gunslinger. Uh, we, we see that week in and week out. DJ Chark is stepping up. DD Westbrook is is stepping up. James O'Shaughnessy is a reliant uh, tight end option for them. Um, so Lattimore will have his hands full. Most likely will be guarding uh, Chark. Um, and then you'll probably have Eli Apple there on D.D. Westbrook. Um, so Von Bell and Marcus Williams are going to be kind of the X factors there. Von Bell is going to need to pick up some slack. Same with P.J. Williams. Um, but Bell was kind of beat badly a couple of times against Godwin last week. And Bell is, of course, a much better run supporter than anything um, there yeah. at safety. So... Um, I think that's where it's going to be. I have confidence a lot more in Apple and that they can hold their own, but safeties are going to need to step up, and that's, I think, where the matchup kind of gets foggy. Are you confident? First off, are you more confident with Michael Thomas and, shoot, I guess Ted Ginn Jr., right, as our second receiver going up against A.J. Boyer and Jalen Ramsey? Or are you more or are you more confident in Lattimore and Apple going up against Chark and Westbrook? Let me just say this. I'm always confident in Michael Thomas. Me too, I mean, for sure. Like, it, it takes a re- it takes a real good cornerback to shut down Michael Thomas, and he's exploited some really good cornerbacks before. Uh, Exhibit A, Stefan. No, not Stefan Diggs. I'm um, uh, Xavier Rhodes. But um, uh, I I I I don't know because like I'm confident in our receivers, but they've got good corners. They've got good receivers. Our corners are spotty. Um. Let's just hope it comes down to a situation where Kamara goes off and they can't stop Kamara, so we don't even have to uh, ask the question. Well, what happened with Michael Thomas mm-hmm. and company? So, um, 
To answer your question, Alvin Kamara. I'm confident in Alvin Kamara and what he can do. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. No, I, yeah, yeah. If we definitely are able to get Kamara going, that's one of my X factors. We'll get to that in a minute. Then, yeah, it won't even matter. But I'm confident in Thomas, but... Jalen Ramsey, man, if he's back 100% healthy. boy is solid, too. That's the thing. I'm actually low-key hoping that Jalen Ramsey is playing just to um, sabotage his team. Like, I really yeah, hope right. that he, he's he's only out there to play terribly so that they really will trade him, and he just shows them that, hey, get me off of this team. I doubt that'll happen, but that'd be cool. Yeah, for so, sure. Um, also, I want to talk about – well, we kind of already talked about the sack, so that's going to be an important matchup. Our – fantastic offensive line which did not give up a sack last week going up against again uh, a top six uh sack defense which the saints also have um and the jaguars have a inferior offensive line especially compared to the saints yeah so with that being said i think that the saints clearly have an advantage there advantage yeah the no i think like when you have this team that has so much depth we talked about last episode guys make sure to check it out but like when you're when you've got guys that normally wouldn't be typically playing a lot of snaps, getting sacks and doing the worm. Like it, it just goes to show you like how much production could be obtained. Like we talked about last uh, last episode, Cameron Jordan didn't even play over eighty percent of the snaps, and he still got a sack. Other people were stepping up, getting a sack. We don't even have Trey Hendrickson playing, and he might play this week. So I think our defensive line definitely has the advantage over their offensive line. And we already pretty much know that on our offensive line, Ryan Ramchak is always a Ram, always the GOAT at holding it down. And Eric McCoy, our rookie center, has been really solid. I would almost give us the advantage both ways, to be honest with you, man. Right. No, no, yeah, I, I, no, I, I agree. I think it's advantage. And Teron Armstead played great last game, too. I mean, that whole offensive yeah. line did, but, I mean, Armstead had struggled the week before. I think just more reliable. Yes, agree. I'm looking at you. Yep, yep. Pete, he's got to step, but I would rather have Andres Pete than Andrew Norwell, and that's yeah. a blessing in disguise for the Saints, and that says a lot about Jaguars' <laughs> offensive line. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would definitely give the upper hand to the Saints uh, both times. The linebacker matchup, it's super important just because of the running backs that on on each team. You got Kamara for the Saints, Fournette for the Jaguars. Um, so it's going to be Demario Davis, AJ Klein, a majority of the time for the Saints stepping up and filling in those gaps. Uh, for the Jaguars, it's going to be a lot of Miles Jack um, and Leon Jacobs there, who is their strong side linebacker. Um, but I have confidence that the Saints, uh, Jaguars, cannot really keep outside contain very often yeah. in the run game. We saw it with McCaffrey last week. Um, so I, I expect a lot of, to me at least, expect a, expect a lot of pitches to Kamara, expect a lot of off tackle runs, and expect a lot of swing passes. Because if you can get Kamara uh, in the open on the sideline outside, Jaguars kind of struggled there with the outside. Now, with yeah, Jalen Ramsey there, it's a little different. Jalen Ramsey didn't play last week. A little bit different with him out there. But still, I don't, I don't think he's going to make that big of a difference. Um, so I think running on the outside for the Saints is going to be the key, especially with Marcel Darius sitting in the middle there. Um, but Latavius yeah. Murray will get a lot of inside carries, I think, too. And I, I think the thing is, too, like they're different running backs. The Saints utilize... An elusive, quick, surprisingly heavy, but very light on his feet, very good balanced running back that thrives not not so much in the, in the inside but outside. But at the same time, with the Jaguars, they they thrive with a downhill running back who's very big, very you know, very right. strong kind of running back. So like you almost think about it. I think 
if you had to say, Dan, how elusive and fast, by your analysis of the Jaguars, would you say their linebackers are? Well, Miles Jack is one of the most uh, athletic yeah. linebackers Outside in the of game. Him, was the thing. I, I, I think Leon Jacobs, we, we, we saw Leon Jacobs can track down running backs very well, but when he's in open space and when he's in one-on-one, he he can and, and and especially against a guy like Kamara. Um I I think I think Kamara's more athletic than any linebacker yeah. in this game. So, um no matter who you compare him to, I think Kamara's going to have the advantage. Here though with Miles Jack, um it's going to be interesting, but but we saw last week against McCaffrey that that yeah. seems to be their kryptonite on their rushing defenses. Agile breaking tackles, Kamara in my exactly. opinion Kamara's even better than uh McCaffrey when, when it comes to being elusive and breaking tackles. Now, McCaffrey had some really nice moves, and I'll give yeah. him. I, I think McCaffrey has better footwork in open space, and I think that he's able to utilize sidelines a little bit better. But Kamara can break tackles and avoid stuff a little bit better overall, all over the field than McCaffrey. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to give the upper hand to to McCaffrey or regard or to Kamara here, regardless. But yeah, no, Miles Jack and, and Jacobs are are very athletic linebackers. And what I was going to say is, yeah. So you figure. The Saints have the advantage there, and you figure with the type of running back that uh, Leonard Fournette is, he isn't Kamara. Mm-hmm. He's very right. heavy. He's very solid. He's strong. What would you need to uh, to deter that? Very strong, very athletically gifted, muscly linebackers, and the Saints have that incline. But more importantly, definitely Demario Davis. So I think the Saints probably have the advantage, low key, if you look at it on both sides of the field. When it yep. comes to linebackers versus running backs, so I think so too. Honestly, yeah, it's an advantage everywhere. Um, and then, yeah, the uh, another really interesting part about all this is the fact that Minshew and Bridgewater were both thrown into unexpected starting situations due to injuries earlier this season, and they both just have absolutely thrived. It's re- it's really impressive to see. It's rare. It's it's rare too to see, especially now that they're going up against each other in the same season. That's uh, that's pretty cool stuff. So I think I think uh, it's easy to root for both teams at this point. Um, but with all that being said, uh, we've covered just about almost every aspect here. I want to get into X factors and score predictions. Let's do X factors real quick, Tyler. Uh, three, we each wrote down three X factors. I'll let you have the floor first. Thanks. All right. So we, we kept on saying it, but I think we need really need to ground home. You have to force Minshew to take control of the game. I doubt he'll actually do that. So that so the way you make uh, the Jaguars get into that situation, you limit Leonard Fournette production. Um, Leonard Fournette, in my opinion, isn't exactly a guy that can like beat you outside. It's going to be in between the tackles kind of football. So if the Saints can stop them there, they'll be very good. I think if the Saints decide uh, somehow, some way, uh, my second one is if the Jaguars somehow find a way to contain Alvin Kamara. I think the way you need to really get at them is with Michael Thomas. You have two of the best playmakers in the NFL on your on one team. You need to get uh, touches to Michael Thomas early and often. Challenge Ramsey if he's in the game. Challenge Boye and make them regret ever ha- having to uh, face Michael Thomas. And my third one, deflate the hype. Uh, like it, it's annoying. I don't know if it's annoying, but it's, def- it's definitely odd. Like. He's a rookie quarterback being thrown into everything. You had a very solid quarterback who won won another team a Super Bowl, and yet you're making hype about the man's facial hair. Like I get he's not the prototypical quarterback by the way he looks, but like I don't know, deflate the hype. Like make Minshew throw some bad throws, a couple turnovers. You know, like 
the Saints are, are a hype team for a reason. They've got a lot of great players. Minshew, like, he's just some guy on a Florida team with a mustache. Like, come on, Saints, you can you can do it. Deflate the hype. So right. yeah, those are my those are my three X factors. How about you, man? Yeah, and that's awesome stuff. And and yeah, Thank the you. crowd <laughs> is gonna be loud because of Minshew. So if we're able to control that and stop the hype, then the crowd noise is yeah. controlled a little bit easier for for the Saints team going on the road. My three X factors: force two or more turnovers. I think the more and that that's key to the Panthers because if if you take away one of the fumbles that Minshew had uh, in that game, I think that the game ends up being tied towards the I mean it ends up being 34-34 because the Jaguars are going to go down and score another touchdown or if anything another field goal so a couple of possessions were taken away from the Jaguars and that's ultimately how the Panthers are able to come out and win including a fumble return for a touchdown which is absolutely crazy about a 53 yard return by uh Brian Burns there but uh yeah if you force two or more turnovers on this team and you limit a couple of their drives that is just such a huge advantage for the Saints and I think that that's going to be really important I think Kamara needs 16 or more carries. He had 16 last week against um, uh, uh, Tampa Bay. I believe he had – there was a game – I think there were two games in a row where he had 16. It must have been against Dallas and and the week before against – it was definitely against Seattle. It must have been the week after again. So this is, you know, three weeks in a row he's had 16 or more carries, and the Saints have won all of the games. You give Kamara the ball, eats up some clock, um, able to open up a lot downfield as well. Uh, we saw a lot of eight-man boxes there with Tampa Bay. You can see that with Jacksonville too. So I think giving him 16 or more carries, he's the, he's the prime running back there for the team. So I think 16, 17, 18 carries is perfect there for Kamara to get things going. And then five or more red zone trips. I know that's quite a bit, and I know that the Saints are able to to score, you know, from well outside of there. But if we're able to get inside the red zone, that's guaranteed three points for us, regardless of, of yeah. you know, unless knock on wood, you know, we, we turn the ball over in the red zone. But five or more red zone trips, that's guaranteed five field goals right there. That's guaranteed to to me at least. That's guaranteed fifteen points at least there for the Saints. Um, and that is going to be such a big difference for the team. And that doesn't include, you know, touchdowns we can get either on defense or outside of the red zone. So if we can get there, yeah, exactly. We're special teams. So this team, I think I would love to see this team score over 40 points. Uh, cause I, I think at the end of the day, it possibly could be a shootout if our defense isn't careful. Um, but yeah, those are my, those are my three X factors. I like factors. Thank you. Same to you. Um, and then score prediction. So, the Jaguars oh, are one-point favorites right now. Um, Tyler mentioned before, too, the Saints actually opened up at one-point favorites, um, and then it's kind of fluctuating now. The Jaguars are favored at one point. I think part of the reason is Ramsey coming back. Yeah. That has to be. And then the over-under for this game is set at 44, which seems low, but, I mean, I mean, we go back to each team's uh, scoring. Saints average 23 points per game. Jaguars average 22.2. So add that up together, that's, you know, 45.2. So understandable that the over-under is 44, but I think it's going to be well over that. But, Tyler, uh, let's uh, start with you. Score yeah. prediction, who do you think is going to win and why? Oh, well, I can tell you the Saints are going to win and why. If you've, if you've listened to the episode, you know that I, I think just about everywhere the Saints have an advantage. I, I think they'll go into this game well. The Saints are winning with Teddy, and they're doing things great. I'm going to say... 27 to 21 over on 44 it ends up being 48 points the saints win in a close one uh bold prediction jaguars get another uh uh that 21 points comes from a uh garbage time touchdown mm-hmm. how about so, you sorry what was the, what was the score 27 21 saints win. okay okay a little bit closer than what i have i have the yeah saints. i don't want it to be that close so that's no the i feel you i feel you uh so you're taking the over 
Um, yeah. Taking the Saints winning by six. I got the Saints uh, winning 38-29. to 29. Um, oh, I think that okay. they're going to be able to sling the ball a lot. I think that Bridgewater is going to um, exploit the middle of the defense a lot. And I think Kamara is going to have two rushing touchdowns on the on the day. Ooh. And he's going to have a couple of 20-plus rushing uh, plays and then uh, a couple of rushing touchdowns for, for the team. I think Bridgewater still has two touchdowns. I think we get a defensive touchdown um, or at least a defensive turnover that sets us up beautifully uh, with field position. Um, but, yeah, the 29, I, th- I think the Jaguars are going to be storming back towards the they, – they don't go away. Their offense built around Gardner Minshew um, is just great. Um, they're able to get him pretty simple looks – and by that I mean pretty simple reads, but he's able to make really nice throws down the field. And of course, with DJ Chark's speed, DJ Westbrook having speed out there as well. Um, pure talent sometimes beats um, harder work there on the defense, and that could happen to the Saints uh, quite a few times in the game. So, thirty-eight to twenty-nine is my score prediction. Tyler has them winning twenty-seven twenty-one. Either way, we got the Saints winning. Let us know what you think after we post the poll on Twitter. Should be up uh, pretty soon, actually. So at the WDD Podcast, be sure to check that out. But yeah, that's about all the time we have for that episode. I don't think we missed anything, Tyler. I think we broke down just about everything for this game. Yeah, except hopefully the uh, if only one of us could tell the future and I know. Uh, say how we would uh, whoop the uh, Jaguars' butts. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd but, be cool. No, we don't tell the future. Yeah, we just yeah. provide quality content. Maybe someday we'll be able to predict something. Yeah. But with that being but. said, that's about all the time we have for the episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Throwing it to Tyler for the outro. Thanks, man. Uh, shout out, shout out goes out to my Yankees, by the way. Um, one series away from going to the World Series, so shout out goes out to them. Yeah. Um, make sure to check us out. All, all of our social media guys. We uh, operate mainly through Twitter. You can follow our podcast page on Twitter at the WDD Podcast. Follow my great co-host Dayton Brown at Dayton underscore Brown underscore. You can follow myself at Raymond Tyler M. Make sure to interact with our polls, uh, our live questions, all that good stuff. Uh, we don't always get a ton of responses, but we appreciate the votes on polls. So that's where we get the love. So thank you for that. Make sure to follow our podcast episodes. Where we operate and send them through is on Spreaker.com. That's Speaker with an R and iTunes.com. And make sure to give us a rating, too. So, Yeah, fantastic stuff. Five-star ratings on iTunes go a long way for us um so yeah thank you guys again for even tuning into this episode hope we provided you enough breakdown information for this game be sure to check out it the game which kicks off 12 uh new orleans time on cbs it's in jacksonville uh so be sure to watch and support the saints um and if you're unfamiliar that's 1 p.m eastern time 10 a.m pacific time wherever you are so again thank you guys so much for tuning in today we'll talk to you very soon win lose or draw we'll have a Uh, review episode of this game early next week so again thank you so much for tuning in we'll talk to you soon and as always who that baby